Remember Tom? He was everyone's friend on MySpace. Well, Tom was smart enough to exit the social media space with a sack of cash and leave the rest of us to fight it out. Unfortunately, centralization has led to some serious problems with the Silicon Valley social media giants. Censorship, data theft, identity theft, and many more issues have cast a dark cloud on social media. Today, we welcome Jenna Pilgrim to the show to discuss how social media analytics can be reimagined and once again utilized to empower people and their data. As CEO for Streambed Media, Jenna's got a great vision for what social media can once again become with the power of blockchain. So get ready to like, share, favorite, retweet, post, and comment on this episode number 450 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four... Three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Oh my gosh, I posted on Instagram and nobody's liked my post. And what does it say about me? Oh, nobody likes me. Uh, well, it's, it's even worse for me because I used Buffer and I totally put it to my LinkedIn and my Facebook page and I got zero fan interaction. Oh, uh, see. Totally suppressing us. And, and I don't know because I was like using Hootsuite and I was not having any luck with that either. I just don't think people like me. Maybe I'm not wearing enough makeup. I don't know. I want to be internet famous. Oh, uh, it's Big Tech's fault. Ugh, they're probably going to censor my account anyway. Who's Big Tex? See that guy in Dallas? I think he's on that Wild West Crypto show. Big Tex is the guy in Vegas, right? Big Tex is that old neon sign that's huge outside ah, of one of the okay, casinos. Okay. You know, howdy, howdy, partners. Very nice. Howdy, partners. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Here you are, episode number 450. This is a big number. So, uh... You know we're going to act extra, extra goofy, I guess. You're going to confuse people, Miss Travis, right? Make them think they're listening to Wild West Crypto Show. I don't know. I'm trying to tell y'all. I'm, I'm Brent. <laughs> and I'm the other guy. You're, it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> it's Drew. But I know. It's guy referenced by, uh, who was it uh, that referenced us as Joel and, and his friend? Yeah. Was that, oh, said that? That, was, uh, that was Captain Crypto. That was... <laughs> Anyway, we're glad you guys are here. This is going to be a great interview today uh, with Jenna Pilgrim. And first, want to give a shout out to our sponsor at GamerHash. This is a game changer for the gaming generation. If you've got a powerful PC that you use for gaming, guess what? You've got spare computing power. If you tried to use a Bitcoin miner on that machine, it you can game on it. It would bring your PC to a screeching halt while it's going, I'm mining Bitcoin and it hurts so much. But with GamerHash, over 400,000 people are using their PCs to mine Bitcoin. I'm doing it. In fact, I'm doing it right now. You can't see it, but I'm doing it right now. And they expect by entering the Asian market that this number is going to multiply greatly in 2020. You can go ahead and do it. Have fun with your games while mining Bitcoin. Gamerhash.com. It's a game changer. We're glad to have them as a sponsor of the show, and I'm glad to have it on my computer mining away some sweet, sweet BTC. Yeah, you're up to like, what, 40 bucks or something? Something like that. Dude, just for keeping your computer on like you normally do. 
yeah, it's on anyway. And, and it detects like if you're doing something with a Bitcoin miner, you have to shut it off. But if you're doing something, then it's like, oh, I don't have the, the power now mm. to use the processor to mine. So I'll just kind of shut up and sit over here until, you know, you do nothing. And then I'll just kick in again and I'll use that processor. And it's I've noticed my fan doesn't seem to be blowing any harder. It's it's just using my existing processing power yeah i think i'm gonna get a new badass new computer i want we've been talking about it for a longest time so i think i might as well go ahead and do it just because who knows and my mac could just crash at any time because this is the way life goes uh well travis you know we've both been in social and content creation for some time and have used many tools to be able to share our content and automate that and be able to look at you know the analytics that we're getting and uh we've discovered a tool that we think is going to be useful for content creators and people involved in social media. We're going to talk about it in our interview with Jenna Pilgrim. So let's do that. We are no strangers to social media, nor are we strangers to the tools that measure engagement for the content that we produce. As a result, I've used many tools over the years, such as Buffer and Hootsuite and uh, Travis, I know you've used Sprinkler before, and we've been asking ourselves and our producer, Aaron, is there a tool that would do something similar to this, but blockchainify all of that data and all the analytics? She found one, and she found the person who was responsible for co-founding Streambed Media. She's also the CEO. Her name is Jenna Pilgrim. She actually has worked with Don Tapscott as the, uh, what, what was your title there? I was a, a, a publicist for Blockchain Revolution. Um, mm-hmm. And then I worked as his chief of staff in the founding of the Blockchain Research Institute. Chief of staff. That sounds so important. <laughs> Jenna, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm excited. Well, you can be excited, but if you want to have regrets, just go ahead and get them out of the way now. We find that, <laughs> you know, people. No regrets, are- man. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and fill in the gaps a little bit on your background for us? Sure. Yeah. So I got into crypto in 2015 um, for a really dumb reason. I wanted to buy an exper- expensive pair of shoes from Paris uh, and I didn't want to pay wire transfer fees to send my friend money to buy the shoes. So I met a sketchy guy in a cafe in Toronto and I handed him $1,200 and he sent me 28 Bitcoin and I bought a pair of shoes. And then I still have them. I still wear them to all of these conferences now. Um, but uh, then I was uh, in business school and I heard the chancellor of my university give a speech. And the chancellor happened to be Don Tapscott of this uh, small liberal arts university in Canada called Trent University. Um, and I'd never heard of like business leader give a speech about um, even involving anything to do with Bitcoin or the blockchain or anything to do with that um, in like at all since I bought it. I was like, I don't know what Bitcoin is. So I stalked him and uh, eventually he gave me a job. Um, so I didn't attend my last semester of business school, much to my parents' chagrin. Uh, and I started working for him because he was working on the final research and writing of Blockchain Revolution. And then we did a uh, 11 city book tour. It's a bestseller in 18 languages. That was my first career thing. So I'm actually like a what you'd call like a blockchain career native, where I've never had a career outside of the whole huh. blockchain crypto world. Cause I started it, I bought, you know, bought those shoes when I was 20 and broke. So that was. So we say, I gotta, I gotta quantify this here. So you bought a pair of shoes. Now were the shoes $1,200? They were. 
So basically, you're telling me those shoes are two hundred and ninety-four thousand dollars pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then the best part of that story is my friend in Paris who bought the shoes for me. She, uh, she in 2018 called me up and was like, "Hey, so remember that like fake money, fake gamer money that you sent me back then? Like, how do I sell this shit?" And so she sold out for like mm, around that amount of money at the time. Uh, when wow. Bitcoin was at its height in 2018. I just want to know if you, you know. We're not friends you, anymore. Did you have any pizza <laughs> while you were, you know. Did I was Did you order any pizza, you know, and pay with Bitcoin while you were trying those not, shoes? Out? Not this time. I just left, I left it at shoes this time. Yeah. So there You need to, you need to like put those out. shoes like on your wall or something. Like yeah, look at these $300,000 pair of shoes. Why not tokenize those shoes, right? That's a piece of Bitcoin <laughs> history. Put the, yeah. like turn it into art. NF, NFT you know? them, like put a little barcode on the bottom. Yeah. yeah they're, they're like. Yeah, it's um yeah, they're are those they're like Chanel shoes or something? No, they're Louboutins. Louboutins. Hello, thousand dollar pair of Louboutins. Yeah, there you oh, go. And they're all crazy. kicked I around would give and like all just for the for our listeners, I'm just showing them to the guys here. Yeah, it's they're all kicked around and like all messed up. Yeah. They live I in my office. I expect them to be in better shape. <laughs> They've been retipped and resold and all the rest of it because I can never <laughs> let them die. I wear them at conferences as an ironic conversation starter. Also, because like I got to get three hundred thousand wears out of them, so you got to do something. I'm telling <laughs> you, I would give those to an artist, and I would have them paint like a Bitcoin on them, make them a true conversation piece. Why is Bitcoin on your on your shoes, right? I have I have a friend who put like big Bitcoin stickers on the bottom, so because everyone looks at the red bottom, right? So they put like little Bitcoin stickers on them. So I don't know. We'll see might do that but yeah then i started working for the tap scots for don and his son alex and then they helped uh they founded the blockchain research institute which then raised five million dollars from companies all over the world um to do private research to do like proprietary research um and so i was the director of business development for that and then found myself at 23 didn't know anything about anything but we were talking to the ceos of fortune 50 companies about what blockchain would mean for them and then I needed to build something. So um, I went over to Block um, Inc. I worked for Jeff Garzik and Matt Rozak um, at Block as their director of partnerships. And that taught me a lot about software development and bigger teams and working in startup land. And then I had to build something myself. So then Michael and I founded Streambed kind of among that. Uh, and then I went full-time on the project company. It's a company now. <laughs> I went full-time on the company in uh, December of last year. So how far along are you with the project? Because, I mean, it sounds pretty lofty. You're talking about the potential to, you know, unseat large companies like Sprinkler and uh, Hootsuite and some of these other ones. Like these are like these are multi-billion dollar companies at this point. Right. And they've gotten some of them have gotten acquired by big. There was there was a time in in mid early 2000, you know, 10s, like 2012, 2013, where like buddy media and all these other ones they all got mm -hmm. acquired for just ridiculous amounts of money and and we were having conversations around this like wow it sure would be nice to be able to post to karma and voice and you know yeah. uptrend and some of these other ones all at the same time without having to go in rebuzz some of these other ones and and post all at the same time so 
you know, maybe how far along are you and how soon do you think it might be until that dream manifests? Yeah, yeah. So we bootstrapped our team through uh, through the pandemic. Um, we were in the Creative Destruction Lab at the University of Toronto. So that's like their, um, it's for uh, deep tech and data companies in quantum. Creative Destruction space. Lab? Creative Destruction Lab. Yeah, that's the, that's the accelerator we went through. Some shit. It was awesome. sick. It was sick. Um, most ruthless <laughs> it, like it, uh, incubator accelerator program that I've ever seen. It was 10 wow. months of like intense, like, there were 46 blockchain companies who got into it in the first place and only nine of them graduated and we graduated like every it's like survivor you stand up in front of 40 people that you know they're all like top blockchain mentors there's people from all the vc firms in blockchain there's like experts in social media there's former former facebook former whatever it's like standing up in front of like 50 yc fellows at the same time and then they basically debate as to whether you should stay or not and then they play a big game of survivor and then they decide whether you stay We're or sorry, not. sorry, you got to leave the island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they so, should make a video. Yeah, they should have like a, like a reality series of that thing. That they sounds should. brutal. They should. It was so sweet. Um, a lot of work, a lot of work. And they ask really tough questions and you have to, you only have like 11 minutes in front of these people. So it's crazy. Um, wow. So we graduated from that. And then in, uh, so we released our proof of concept in uh, February. And then through the pandemic, we scaled our team, still bootstrapped, from uh, from three founders, uh, three founders and two team members, to now a team of eighteen. Um, still completely bootstrapped, still like burn raised, like like really low because they're all just no one's ever not needed a job before. So um, the pandemic made it like made this weird perfect storm for us to be able to build something. So we released our app in August, got it, or released our app in July, got it verified in August by Google. Um, and now it is actively bringing on customers, actively bringing on people. It works. Um, so we publish all the metadata of who created what at what point in time to the blockchain, and then we read it and present it to the user in a dashboard. So give us the uh, the pitch on why this is an improvement over the tools that people are now paying for monthly, you know, subscriptions, service, Hootsuite, Buffer, Sprinkler. Sure. So we believe that this is the beginning of immutable analytics. So we have third party analytics that we or third party data that we get from social media companies uh, that we get from, you know, big data, data aggregators and that kind of thing. And what Streambed does is it connects consumers directly to the brands or or contributors that that help them with that help them make videos that help them um, uh, magnify videos. And it is what we believe a new reputation layer for the internet. So it creates these powerful provenance chains that say like, if we have this podcast recording and we post it on YouTube, and then I want to repost it to my channels, people are watching this or paying attention to it because you two are both here and you both have your own sort of independent brands as well. It's, it's enabling people online to immutably associate themselves with other people. And what that does to what, what, the Hootsuites, Buffers, Loomleys of the world did wrong is that they didn't allow people to connect with each other. They allowed people to connect themselves to their content and their profiles online, but that's only a one-way delivery. Doesn't, so, isn't that, though, doesn't that empower the people in a way that they don't want to empower them because they, they want you to need them for as the, the repository for all this information? They do, yeah, but that information isn't secure. It's not... Um, it's not owned by, it's not owned by the people who publish it. Like if you publish something through Hootsuite, like you, 
you are giving permission to publish to your account to them. And for us, we're, we are, we even store things. We don't even store all your content. We store it in, um, we store it on SIA. Um, so like that's a, that's a secret, but it's not, I guess it's not a secret now. Um, <laughs> we store it's everything on there. a decentralized, we store everything on a decentralized network so that we don't, we don't uh, take that sort of content moderation aspect of it. Let's see what other beans we can get you to spill here. <laughs> I did. I did create a custom link for all um, all bad crypto listeners to be able to um, to be able to access the app uh, earlier than everyone else. Oh, cool! So it's not, so it's not only a- on Google, or is it iPhone coming soon? Um, so it's it's uh, not a mobile app yet. It's a web mobile or sorry desktop desktop oh, okay. web only right now. We so will oh, I, I make a I saw something about Android. Was I was I smoking crack again? Yeah, nope. Nope. We'll make a short link for that. Badco.in forward yeah, slash streambed. The link the link we created was streambedmedia.com forward slash bad crypto. It'll be live later today. I put the request into our designers. Oh, that's website. handy. So you're talking about the providence of the content. So it's basically it's saying this content was created and verified created by these folks, and here it is, and you can share it, but those analytics are going to be tracked as well and then funneled back to the original creator. Yeah. That's it. Right. Okay. So that's that's pretty handy. So, I mean, there's there's always been a lot, of, you know, you go on a lot of different websites and you'll see, Hey, this had 37 shares on Twitter. This had 58 shares on Facebook. This yeah. had So you're kind of taking that and blockchainizing it in a way? Uh kind of, yeah. So we we publish all of that information to the blockchain. I would call us a company that uses the blockchain rather than a company that is a blockchain company. I would say we we the, the blockchain is the in, uh, sort of underpinning of what we do. We publish to the Open Index protocol, which is the same uh the same blockchain that or the open interest protocol publishes to the flow blockchain, which is an original, it used to be called foreign coin. Um, it's originally a fork of Bitcoin. It was launched in 2013. Um, well, and that's the one that uh, Dapper Labs is using flow as well. No. So they just launched their blockchain. I have such a beef with Dapper Labs about this. So um, they launched theirs. It's FLOW. And they launched it like last year. Dapper Labs yeah. created this and they're funded F-L-O-W. by Andreessen and like all these other big venture firms. Um, yeah. To create FLOW, which uh, is the NFT thing, it's like an yeah, NFT yeah. trading thing. Um, but FLO has been around since 2013. So, gotcha. Yeah, got them on the I trademark. I thought has been around since the 70s. I used to see her on it on the show. Alice, kiss my grits. <laughs> you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Do you? No. No, she no. no. You gotta, no you gotta cool, do man. a search on YouTube for kiss my grits. Yeah, look for. And then you'll know. Kiss she, my was, grits. she was pretty saucy. I just Learn dated something new every day. Completely. You did. I was like, uh oh, here comes Joel with the flow joke. Yeah. Oh so this God. is uh, of particular interest to us because we use those social sites. I'm uh, I- I'm semi active, I would say, on five or six of them, you know, where I mm-hmm. have profiles that I've posted to many times. And I have wanted the ability to do this, you know, across platforms. Now, let me ask you this. Will you also, in competing with, um, you know, the Hootsuite and Buffers, post to the non-blockchain sites? So yeah, yeah. So so we actually work. So right now we publish to YouTube and Twitter, and then next month we're coming out with um, Facebook and Instagram. Fingers crossed. We're working through their sandbox process right now. Okay. Um, 
but uh, yeah, we actually act as an as a a tool that helps people transition almost to from these Web two apps to the more Web three apps. So when you get to the the uploader, it'll say, "Do you want to publish to YouTube, Twitter?" But it'll also say, "Do you want to publish to like I don't we haven't built these integrations yet, but do you want to publish to like Voice or do you want to publish to um to Steam it or do you want to publish to uh, library, library or, or yeah 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 exactly so whoever the like we don't have to pick winners as to who's going to be the youtube decentralized youtube of the future we are not trying to compete with youtube they can fight that battle on their own like 80 years of youtube videos upload every day so like not but not interested in fighting that fight now that's really handy because i mean that doesn't exist at all right now and and, and for decentralized social media to gain traction i think there has to be a tool like this because digital marketers are so used to having these tools and then getting their content calendars set up and then saying this is going to go here there this way this way that way then and this and that and if there's not that for decentralized social media that's why we were talking to our producer and our producer actually brought it to us she said you know what would be awesome would be an agora pulse for decentralized social media yeah, and and then here you are, and you guys, you there guys have been go. working on this now for what for, a couple years? years yeah, yeah. We worked, we worked on the, we worked on the like incentive mechanism design and like the experimentation part for about a year, um, and then we um, started building the app last October, so it's been a year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty I, I crazy. Want, I want yesterday. I want. <laughs> there, well, you can you, you can use it today. We're onboarding beta users right now. Okay. Um, where I, I'm not a beta. Travis and I are both alphas. Can you, right. you, yeah. can you put yeah. a couple alpha users on? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'll add, I'll take it through the committee. And I'll let you know. If you don't let us on, though, we will re. Re! <laughs> let us on. Why don't you let us on? <laughs> Quit being on beta, Travis. Yeah, I just, won't, I just won't put you on the wait list. I know okay. a guy. That's good. What yeah, happens, like, is, is there ever been evidence of a gamma male? Like, because you have alpha beta gamma is next like what would, i don't think so what would a gamma because that because that implies that there's like more than two people in the relationship oh well you know there are, some, there are some i saw a documentary promoted the other day and it was uh a woman that was it was in relationship with four men if you can call oh, God. at the same time like i they mean were whatever living together so there's got to be a, a there's an alpha beta gamma delta and an epsilon I mean, maybe. (laughs) And there's probably an Omega in there somewhere, too. Maybe so. Maybe so. So let's talk about the analytics on this thing. So you're tracking a lot of different stuff, and you're putting this on on the blockchain. Is is there any – so this is blockchain. A lot of people are going to think in social and blockchain, oh, do I get incentivized? I'm using this platform. Do I earn some sort of crypto? Or is there – is like I got to stake something to do something? Like is there any mechanics around any of that? So it's free to use, um, and the the big uh, kind of implementation user growth that we want right now is for people to um, use it when they're like speaking at conferences or attending things. So if the conference publishes, we're launching with conference content and with agencies. Um, so agencies onboard all of these influencers that they work with because they have established relationships with them. But conferences, if you attend a conference or if you were spoke at a conference, what, what people can start doing is they can actually start creating a list of like an immutable list of all of the different places that they've spoken or, or, or published at. So it almost works like a decentralized IMDB. 
that then mm -hmm. says, these are all the places that have agreed to be associated with me. So like, um, you guys were at World CryptoCon last year and you you were you moderated all of these panels and like we hosted the whole day and whatever else. So you got and and you should be able to get digital credit for that. And your mm. your both the bad crypto page and like both um your specific individual pages should uh -huh. should have verification for that. So that's how we're kind of okay. spurring users. Oh, cool. But as I far as ask you though, this is twenty twenty. What what's a conference? <laughs> well, so that's the best part is that because of the pandemic, everyone was forced into virtual events. And we didn't realize until we were all forced into virtual only the virtual event software usually sucks. So mm. you go into like, like, uh, uh, I mean, this is not nothing knocking against virtual event software. It's just never needed to be good before. Like you download the conference app so you can see the agenda and like see whatever else, maybe if you're lucky. But mm. then if you're not, then like, it's yeah. never needed to be good because the home the in-person event was good and sponsors we put on a thing. conference in may and it was amazing really? but the software sucked. yeah exactly the software is always like okay you have to follow all of these very specific instructions we had to, re to, we had to reinvent the wheel like literally we took the whole calendar of events and rebuilt yeah. it on our own website because it was no real yep. valuable tool that we saw we used zoom and we probably there was probably some much better solutions out there than that but well yeah and you work and the, the best part is that you work so hard to get good guests and those good guests should be able to associate themselves with you too. Like you guys are one of the top podcasts in crypto. Like what kind of credit are you getting for the network that you have of like cool people that you have on your podcast? Nobody gives us any credit. I feel so unloved. All right, we well, see you're being beta now, Joel. <laughs> what a gamma. I think a gamma would just be a puddle of something. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I, I think that this is much needed. It's always exciting to me when I see somebody providing a solution to a problem that I have uttered into the universe. Like, where, <laughs> why don't we have this? You know what? I need to utter another problem out into the universe. Why don't I have a pizza in front of me right now? Oh, wait, that's DoorDash. That's already solved also. I need <laughs> Just trying to build something people want. That's great. So is there going to be like a Chrome extension to make it easy to to post and stuff, sort of like how Buffer does? And, and uh, you know, it's always like, oh, I'm on a website and I just click the little icon and then I can type what I want to type and then send it off. Is that something you have yet? Or is it still just the, I got to take the link and then I got to come over to the website and then paste it in and type it? How's the workflow currently? So right now it works for publishers of videos. So we're starting with publishers where anyone who publishes a video can then delegate um, delegate analytics to all the people who were involved. We're working on our, our next feature is to come out with uh, uh, the ability to delegate analytics for like historical content. So you can post it on YouTube and then go to your Streambed account and say, these are the new YouTube videos you've, you've uploaded since you were here last or whatever. And then you delegate the analytics for those. But I think it's content specific. So it, it gives the analytics that are usually afforded only to the publisher. It gives those analytics such as like watch time, click through shares, like that, all of that kind of information that you couldn't look at, especially not over a period of time. You can't be like, oh, if I contribute to this podcast, I can see how many views it gets on, on whatever platform, but I can't see what happened to views over time or like it spiked That's here how many I drove, to see how many right? you drove for, for the podcast that I was on. Yeah. Now that could be a way that you could, that you could tur turn this into a consumer play. And it's like, have some sort of mechanism in there when people are sharing like they would do on a buffer or something 
the more shares, the more, the more, the better their analytics are, the, the, like they can earn some sort of crypto somehow. You could weave, you could weave that, that earning in because they want to use your platform because when they share via your platform, those metrics get converted into eyeballs, gets converted into sort of like basic attention token kind of thing. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to, to, um, the, the answer is yes, we can do that. Uh, we, are working with something called the reverb score. So every creator or every per user who comes on the platform and uses the platform, it's free to use for humans um, and enterprises pay to use it. Um, it'll be free for humans forever. Um, and uh, if you log into it, then you're rewarded for connecting, you know, connecting more social media accounts or connecting more emails or connecting, we reward users for, for, for correlating data points for us because then it's a lot more likely, especially for the brands that we work with, if you correlate for if you log in with four social media accounts and three emails, it's very likely that you're an actual person. And that information is like the most useful Wouldn't to big it, companies. I mean, certainly you've seen of uh, thought of placing a call to Brendan Ike and finding a way to integrate with Brave because it's, yeah, yeah, it's I an think additional Brave tool that would augment what they're doing. Yeah, Brave as a browser and Bat is Bat is awesome. It's working like it should. But I think Brave exists under the fundamental assumption that like ads should exist. And we don't think that way. Like there are better ways to interact with consumers than ads. And if Brave is like making money off being an ad blocker or making money off serving more personalized ads, then like, why are they trying to block ads? The ads should just find a way to be better. Like, how can I find a way to like support the brands that I already like? Or how can I find a way to be rewarded for doing that instead of um, instead of spending time and money to block ads. It is it is a paradox. I mean, I understand why we're blocking them. Um, and so many of the ads we see are super intrusive and you got autoplay and you got, you know, videos popping up and stuff. And, and Brave's ads are very much, hey, launch a new browser window and there's, you know, there's an ad there. And then there's the little notification ad. So they're, you know, yeah. not intrusive. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely yeah, I know. I, I use Brave and I love it. It's so, a, it is a conflict. It's like, it's like, hey, we're blocking them, but yet we're going to still show you what we want. Uh, but, you know, if you pay attention, you'll you'll get a little token there in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there's there's also no data to support that because I've given you my attention that I'm actually engaged. Like there's no like that that there's very weak data associated with like just because I clicked something doesn't mean that I'm actually engaged with it. Just because I let the ad play and didn't X out of it, that doesn't mean that I'm engaged. So it's it's more about like what what can we do to to make people engage with actual brands, to make people do something instead of just giving them giving some, my attention to somebody else. Has Patrick Stewart ever taken money? from a commercial enterprise to just say, engage, right? <laughs> I mean, that would just I be hope he did. I hope a, he did. a perfect um, uh, contribution. Well, this is, this is great stuff. And you're saying that you're giving access to bad crypto listeners. I've already created the uh, short link, badcode.in forward slash stream bed. What should they do and what can they do when they go there? So when they go there, they can create an account. Um, log in with their YouTube account and their Twitter account and start publishing. They can start delegating analytics to people that they know, to people that are involved in the content that they create, their producers, their sponsors, their agency, their whatever. Um, and then it it tracks the um, it tracks the analytics of stuff that they've contributed to. So if you're a user of Streamed and you speak at a conference, 
or at a virtual event or everyone on their dogs creating a webinar these days. So if you speak at one of those, you can say, I'll only speak at your event if you use Streambed to, to publish it so that I can see what actually happened to it. So it becomes almost like a bargaining chip to get better speakers. I'm going to get a dog just so I can teach him to do a webinar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking about it. I'm, I'm I'm on my way to get a dog eventually. So it's soon. Everybody in quarantine got a dog, I guess. Right. Are you, are you still up in the Toronto area? Is this where the company's founded and where you guys are housed? So my co-founders, uh, Michael Casey and Joey Fischella. Uh, Michael lives in Westchester, New York. Joey lives in Connecticut. Um, and then I live 90 minutes northeast of Toronto. At this time last year, it was a toss up as to whether I was going to sign for a one bedroom loft in Manhattan or a house in the Canadian countryside. And I picked the latter and I'm very happy about it. I, I, you made a good decision because New York is crazy to be in probably there in a quarantine. Yeah. I tell you what, I tell you what, this new distributed world, I mean, as long as you have internet access, you're good to go, right? Right, exactly. Like all our people are, there's 18 people on our team. We live on four continents in 10 cities. So everyone's kind of living no and working wherever they want. Yeah, that's great. Antarctica is uh, feeling left out though. Yeah, there's not internet connectivity there. It's just not, yeah, not, not, so not good. quite up to snuff. I do love the cold, though. That's a Canadian in there. Well, apparently, you move 90 miles <laughs> north of Toronto. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really like the cold. You can have it, eh? Because uh, <laughs> I, I prefer the warm. Uh, Jenna Pilgrim, CEO of StreamBedMedia.com. You guys want to uh, connect your accounts. You're doing business. You're posting content out there. Then go to badco.in forward slash StreamBed and check it out. You get access because you're so special. And you get access. And you get access. And you get access. And everybody gets access. You're all alphas to us. Thanks a lot, Jenna. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon. You know, Mr. Joe Com, we were having a conversation with Aaron, our producer, and I believe one of those one of those days she was like, "You know what would be really handy is if I had a tool that could like post to all the decentralized crypto, you know, social media sites." And and that's what's coming. You know, right now they're starting with uh, YouTube and um, uh, there was another site Twitter. There in Twitter, but um, more are on the way. So, and by the way, I also, I located the uh, the clip of Flo from the TV show, Alice, and a compilation of her saying, kiss my grits. For okay. those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, what I was talking about during the interview. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Flo, kiss my grits. Kiss my grits, because they're building. Well, I remember program. Mel, well, and Alice, wasn't the name of the show yeah, Alice? It was Alice, it yeah, was Mel, Mel's Alice, diner. Mel and Flo. And uh, the, the ditzy one, the brunette. I can't remember her name. Anyway, classic from the 70s. Also classic is eToro. You know what's classic about it? They've got over 14 million people. Wait, that's not right. They have 12 million, 14 coins. You know what else is classic? E-Toro is classic. Oh, e yeah, yeah. You're classic. I'm classic. Coke classic. You're an American classic, Mr. Travis. Ethereum right? classic. E-Toro is classic. And it's also classic when we open up our email box and see you guys writing us to say we're ready. Fill our wallets with $50 in Bitcoin. We're happy to do it. Takes a couple weeks to get verification from eToro after you send us confirmations that you followed these simple and easy instructions at badco.in forward slash eToro. But if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? I mean, you can trade 14 of the world's most popular coins on eToro. They've got their copy trader functionality. You can instantly know your profit and loss by portfolio, and their fees are competitive 
and transparent. Nothing's hidden, low spreads, no commissions. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Claim your $50 in free. Bitcoin will be happy to send it your way. And if you don't, well, kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. Hey, Mr. Joe Common, it's been a great show. Indeed it has. And we're looking forward to bringing you guys more content. Of course, we have our um, Nifty show every Friday, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, 2 o'clock Pacific. That happens at nifty.show forward slash YouTube and nifty.show forward slash Atheta. And um, we also have our Blockchain Heroes community meeting happens every Wednesday night. You're all invited. We've been having now, I think this is the 15th or 16th one that's coming up this week. And we have a great community of NFT enthusiasts and we always spring something new on them. We always do giveaways. You know, we give away a hero pack. Uh, Who knows? Maybe we'll give away a nifty box, you know, one month membership this coming week. So come and hang out with us. If you go to nifty.show forward slash report, you can go register. It's free. Come hang out with us. A splendid time is guaranteed for all. Yes. So, I mean, we've been on quite a few shows and, and, and you guys can watch us live. Like we're doing, we're doing a couple shows a week live now at this point. So you're going to see us in the moment. And uh, what's so fun about folks coming into the hero report is we're literally interacting with them during the whole show. So it's like having our great fans come in. I mean, those are pretty much my favorite people in the world. So if you're not going into those hero reports, then I, I just don't like you as much. You know, Mr. Travis Wright, I referenced a Beatles song in uh, what I just said, and you didn't pick up on it, so I'm going to give you a chance. I said, a splendid time is guaranteed for all. Yes, what, I did I did catch that. What uh, what song is that from? Uh, that is from The Benefit of Mr. Kite. Excellent. For the, for the Benefit of Mr. Kite. It, it's actually called Being for the Benefit oh, of Mr. Kite. Oh, damn it, yeah, yeah. There will be a show tonight Being. on Trampoline. Oh, damn and You know you what, the Hendersons... Mr. John Lennon and your extra craftiness... The Hendersons will all be there. Late of Pablo yeah. Fanca's Fair. What a oh, what a scene! Could you imagine if if the lyrics were like this, like my ancestors would talk? Oh, what a scene! <laughs> but, <laughs> but in for... the song, they don't say being. No, it, it's just called being for yeah. the benefit of Mr. Yeah, Kite. yeah. But the song starts out for the benefit of Mr. Kite, so it's like that's why it sounds. It's always hard to remember the beings in front of it. We have to remember the beings. Yeah. Don't, don't. We are human beings. Thank you for being here. And stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Und in five and four and three and gloopen gloppen gloppen. Today we welcome Jenna Pilgrim to the show to discuss how so. Russia Shana. <laughs> 